This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. Welcome to Racer Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. That's our girl. Happy. Well, you're not a mother, but give your no, mom give your mom a big, massive hug from me and the Racer Radio gang. Absolutely. Will do. She's already gotten a few, and I'm, she's sure to get more. I'm sure. What is up with that little pony <laughs> trying to drink your drink? Oh my gosh, it's her it's a miniature horse and her original miniature horse, I'm not kidding you, when she was in the Mother Goose Parade, he would walk up to somebody with a cup, it started with a beer, and he would just take it and start drinking it. Oh so I, I she hasn't trained him. They just do it. All <laughs> right, this segment's brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. Folks, if you got a business and you deal with customers and they have to check out, you might want to think of self-remote checkout on-site. I mean, it's called checkout, uh, self-checkout to uh, for the grocery stores, liquor stores, any kind of business that you don't have to have to do a lot of social, uh, you know, discussing with the customers. Call 800-540-2149. Talk to the gang. Tell them you're interested. It's backed by National Cash Register, so you know it's good. That's 1-800-540-2149. And Bumper Dock, Santee, scratches, dings, and dents. You can't beat it. Go to Santee Bumper Dock. And if you have a BMW Mini or a Porsche, Black Forest Motorsports has over 40 years' experience. And trust me, they are a great alternative to the uh, dealership if you so are so inclined. And if you want to go racing or autocrossing, that'll work as well. All right, well, we got Brittany off-site. She's enjoying mother's day with her mom and what are you doing to those little horses <laughs> kind of an equine spring cleaning i told her i would help her groom all of her miniature horses her miniature donkey her pony and her horse how many so she have? literally uh one two three four five six that we groomed i think she's uh down to six. Oh yeah. my god yes it's quite a chore so um i Opened a bottle of bubbly, uh-huh. and we have enjoyed grooming all of our horses. They deserve it, and we're having a good time. Well, it beats sending her flowers, right? Well, she got those, too. Well, that's because of hubby, <laughs> right? No, I got them. I really, I really picked out some good parents. So yes, on yes. Mother's Day and Father's Day, I love to go all out. <laughs> yes, you do. So I understand you have a guest calling in. Absolutely. Who better to talk to on Mother's Day than a mom who races? So please welcome number 29, Jessica Schaefer, a.k.a. Hot Mess. Hello, Jessica. Hi. Hello. Hi. Seems like it's been since what, last weekend? Yeah. (laughs) So are you enjoying your Mother's Day? 
Uh, I'm having a wonderful day. My husband barbecued, and I have family over and uh, spending it with the kids and everything. So, yeah, it's been a great day. That is fantastic. And, folks, this girl is the hardest working mother I think I've ever seen. Everything from getting her kids on the track and taking care of the family. And are you still involved in RAD? I am. I'm still involved in Races Against Drugs. Uh, we're not doing much right now because of the whole COVID thing, right. but it, we're, we're still here. All right. We're well, once, once you crank it back up again, because I haven't been able to do anything on KUSI except new cars, but I'm supposed to, I've been told mid-June I'm going to be able to start bringing groups in again. So I'd really like to have Racers Against Drugs my first group in because the drugs coming across our open mm. border is so mm. bad right now. It's just insane. And we've got to educate these young kids to stay as far away from drugs as they possibly yeah. can. Find an oh, alternative. Yeah, Yes, that would be wonderful if you could have us on. That'd be great. Oh, I'll have you on as much as you want or as many events as you're doing <laughs> because it's so okay. huge. And, uh, I mean, really, it's – I mean, and I run into people every once in a while, and they say, you know, they have a rad shirt on or something like that. Yep. Go, Are you guys still doing it? I go, heck, yeah, we're just not doing it right now. So so how's your yeah, racing exactly. – how's racing doing this year? Since She's we're, back. Uh, well, since we're back. I'm- I'm back. Um, I had my first race on May 1st at Verona. Woo-hoo! And I'll admit, I'll admit, like, I was so nervous. It felt like it was my first time getting out there. I felt like a rookie out there. <laughs> but it was it was fun. I had a lot of fun. It was fun to be back out there and see all my friends. And just to be back on the track was just, it was fun. Yeah. Well, I was so excited to see that you were back. I'm so happy Aww. for you. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, nervous Nelly, aka Brittany, is next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I oh, you coming back, back too? Friday. Yeah, I just got my. Oh, nice. Today. I picked it up. I set it up on Friday evening, and we should be out next Friday. I'm excited too. You didn't see her future. Uh-huh. You didn't see her future Christmas <laughs> card. She's got her garage oh, no. door open. The lighting is just right on the little car, and her house <laughs> remodel is right in the middle of the picture. It looks doesn't that look like a Christmas postcard? Except it doesn't have any reefs or Christmas trees around it. Yeah, I, you're not the only person that has said that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Do you go out every night and sit in? Well, I taught my first period class in my race car on Friday. Did you really? Oh my gosh. Oh, cool. I think someone, yeah, jokingly may have suggested that, and I thought it was a grand idea. So why not show the students my happy place? I agree, and I think you yeah, should, yeah. next time when you go into back to class, you should tow it down there and set it on the... Right. I do. Yeah. I really do. Cause... With uh, with Deegan Irie, since he goes to my school as well, and he's a racer. Have him bring his car, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I got a question for our guest. Yes. I want to know about this same hot mess. Was did you give it to yourself or did you earn it? Where did that come from? I don't know the story. <laughs> I kind of earned it. Yes, um, you did. From my husband and one of our friends, Mike Mentor, who was helping me out my first year when I was a rookie. Um, everything that could go wrong with the car went wrong. And he said to me one day, he's like, you know, you're just a big hot mess. <laughs> and I like looked at him, I was like, Okay, that's it. Like, that's what you guys are going to call me. Like, I'm just a hot mess because from then on, like, everything went wrong. I mean, I ca- I've caught on fire. 
Yep. I went through oh. three, three radiators in one night yep. at Barona. Um, I've lost bumpers, you know, <laughs> everything you, that could go wrong went wrong. So it's just, I'm, I'm just a hot mess. But you're persistent. <laughs> you're persistent. Exactly. You, That's what I was thinking. She keeps coming back. Yeah. You didn't let right? that, you didn't let that rookie year, you know, you know, push you aside. You know, you fought through all the radiators and the fenders and you never got upside down though, right? Ooh. No, knock on wood. No, so I that's not good. Yeah, let's down. keep it that way. <laughs> right. I'm I'm trying to keep yes. it that way too. So that's the best I part. I haven't met the wall yet. I have not met the wall yet. No, oh. yeah, that's right. You haven't met the wall either. <laughs> that's for true. you. So, so are you? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to know where are we going to be seeing you regularly? Should the fans in the stands be looking for you and rooting for the twenty nine? Yeah, keep looking for me and rooting for me. I'll be out there. So did you get a new car this? Did you get a new car this year? Because I know it's not your rookie car. Uh, no, um, I still have the Monte Carlo, which would be my second cool. car. My rookie car was the Camaro, and then the Monte Carlo came next. So I, I still have the Monte Carlo. Well, you don't sell nothing. <laughs> uh, my husband does the selling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of the rest of your family, are, are, now you're the only one racing right now, but you're not the only racer in your family. Are we going right. to see anybody no. else, or is it all about mom this year? Well, right now it's pretty much just me, but my, my daughter, Abigail, who's nine, she really wants to get back at Barona, so we're thinking about either getting her a car or making her a car. Mm-hmm. So we'll see about that. Um as far as like my other kids, they've all raced before, but kind of lost interest. So, oh, okay, kind of just me, me and Abby that are eager to get out back on the racetrack right now. Well, <laughs> That's it, awesome. It's that cheap. Is awesome. It, it's cheaper that way too. All right, hey, it's right. always yeah. it, it's always great talking to you. And I seriously, I know you still have my email. Please send me an email so we can stay up to date. And you know, we could always do radio. You know, I mean, I know it's not as 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 good as as television, but we can always do radio. We can always you know promote uh, racers against drugs because it's such such an important program, especially now. Like I said, with the borders wide open. All right. Yes, for sure. And thanks so much for having me on. I enjoyed being on. Oh, hey. I'm so glad you're back. Mother's Day gift. <laughs> All right. We'll talk at you later. Right, thank thank, you. Thanks a lot, hot mess. Bye, All right, bye. 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 All right, Brittany, are you sticking around? I am not. I'm going to go join Mother with our English tea lunch. Well, we have Keith Altig on the line. Another winner. <laughs> hey, and Scott uh, Scott uh, Delosio's calling in, and Norm DeWitt talking about yeah. the tragic loss of yeah. Bobby Unser. So it's going to be a great mm-hmm. show. I miss you, kid. I know. I'll be in next week, and we have Cassidy Jones calling Ooh. in to give us an update on our boat racing. Yes. Can't wait. Go give Mom a hug for me. Will do. All Thank right. you very much. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody, treats you better than El Cajon Ford. 1595 East Main Street in El Cajon. Go to ElCajonMotors.com. 
Paul Dyke won last weekend at Barona, or two weeks ago at Barona, so he's cutting deals left and right. New or used, makes no difference. Check him out at El Cajon Ford. All right, we got our special guest on the line, Keith Alchig. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Oh, Keith. Oh, Keith, are you there? Uh-oh. Did we lose Keith? He's gone. Are you sure? What are you wiggling your pencil around for? Talk I'm trying you. to figure it out. I'm stressing oh, out. There you? he is. There he is. How you doing, there Keith? There I am. Yeah, I'm good, man. How about you? Well, not bad. Just uh, enjoying the day. You still uh, enjoying the uh, the win two weeks ago? Oh, of course, man. Those aren't those don't come along very often anymore. You got to enjoy them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Even the big guys say the same thing. Oh yeah, I'm really going to enjoy this because you just never know when the next one's coming up. So uh, exactly. You know, I I was at Barona when you won, and you're, it was at Barona, correct? Make sure I'm not stepping yes, all over. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It seems to me like they've really done a great job on the track. You, you know, they did. They um they cut the track differently this last race. Yeah. And it uh, it seemed to have a better uh, angle of entrance and exit up off the corners and through the corners. And man, it was, I was just, it was nice. I was getting it. Yeah, well, it was, We were just, we were after it. They're trying to put a bank into it. From what I understand, you know, they're cutting it a little bit flat low, but then they're trying to bank it up to where you can get that go in high and come out low. And it, and it, and, yeah. and if you, if you figure it out, like you must have, it seems to work. <laughs> it, it does. It, um, it was real nice. You know, we were, we were a, a touch loose at the beginning, and I was sliding the thing all the way up to the fence and then flying it down into the corners, and it, it, it felt real good. Um, we started getting into a bunch of cautions, mm-hmm. and the car got tight. It didn't want to turn, so it was kind of pushing the nose of the car right in the middle of the corners. But it uh, even with the banking and the tightness of the car, I was able to get it to turn the corner and go. So, so it, it's not. I like it. So for people that don't know anything about motorsports or maybe they've just turned in, what causes a vehicle on dirt, we won't use asphalt, just dirt, to be loose and then tight and then loose and then tight? Does, <laughs> oh, it, does anybody man. know? Does anybody have that, that answer? <laughs> How long is the show? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because it just, you know, yeah. it's, it's not like you changed anything on the car. Well, but it does. It, it does. Um, on a dirt track, you have the the constant changing of the track. Mm-hmm. Every time a, the, the group of cars goes through the corners, it pushes the dirt up. It takes the moisture out of the track. Mm-hmm. It, um, it changes the surface of the track, whether the track's hot, whether the track's cold, whether the sun's on it, the moon's on it, all of that stuff, the wind's blowing, all of that affects the track. The race car, you know, we set our tires at a certain temperature for where we want them to run during the race. Well, the longer you run, the hotter they get, the more air pressure they put in them. The more air pressure, the bigger the tire changes the balance of the car. Um, The longer you run, you start off with a certain amount of fuel in your car, which is all the way in the back of the car, all the way back by the rear bumper. Mm -hmm. The more you run, the more you burn. The more you burn, the less weight you have in the rear of the car. So... Yeah, it's an it's a, a changing thing every lap all night long. Right. 
So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure you know the, the, to be a crew chief, you know, everybody thinks the driver's got a tough job. Try being the crew chief because I know <laughs> oh, you guys yeah, you guys exactly. don't have radios, thank God. No, but if you did, yes. you'd be screaming at the crew chief. Hey, what did you do? How come it's t- <laughs> Exactly, exactly. What do I do now? What do I do yeah, now? What's going exactly. on with this car? I must have a tire going down. I don't get it. What's going on? Yeah, but you know, yeah. How, yeah, long, how long have you been racing? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think I can remember that long ago. Jeez. I drove my first race car at 16 years old at South Bay Speedway. Oh. Um, 117. Without my parents' approval. Oh, really? Speedway 117. Yes, sir. Signed my dad's name to it. I uh, had no idea. All my buddies raced. I was I, I hung out with the older guys, so sure. they all raced. Um, uh, did not realize that they put the finishing order of Saturday night in the Sunday morning paper. So Dad uh, oh. informed me how well I did Saturday or Sunday morning sitting at breakfast. <laughs> um, but uh, I, uh, I actually met my wife at the racetrack. Um, I'm 56 years old now, so you do the the math. Yeah. You know, we we stopped racing for a little while when we started having kids and and getting our careers off the ground. Those things, and when my son got old enough, he decided he wanted to go to the racetrack. So, yeah. um, one thing led to another, and now we're deeper into it than I've ever been before. Yeah, and you're loving every minute of it. You know, you are. Oh yeah. Well, no, you don't. You you love every minute of it being on the racetrack. Yeah. Except when you're crashed. Well, except yeah. when you're broke. Yeah. Um, being in the shop with the guys after work, yeah. working on a race car is amazing. Yeah. Uh, getting to spend time with my boy is is the best part of it. Yeah. You know, we we go racing, and now we race the same division. Uh, we run two different divisions in uh, in different cars. And we race against each other every time we go on a racetrack. So oh. it's uh, it's a great thing. That's got to be fantastic. How old's your son? Uh, he turns twenty nine on May eleventh. Oh, May eleventh. That's yes. just right around the yeah. corner. That's right around the corner. I know. Yep. But, yeah. I mean, but you know Absolutely. what? And people just don't. You know, they look at you guys and girls and say, well, what, 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 "What are you doing? What's so much fun about going in circles? Try it." Yeah. Just try yeah, it. Yeah, try it. Because there's more try to it. it than going in circles. It's, it's You hit it right on the head. It's that camaraderie yeah. that you get. Yeah. And, and I guess you could you could equate this to football, baseball. When you're on a team, and I know when you're racing, yeah. your, your crew is your team, but you're still on a bigger team, which is the whole race community. And you've got the goods yeah. and you got the bads. I crew chiefed for six years on a SCCAC production and I'll tell you what, I never worked so hard in my life. But I wouldn't change one minute of it except I wanted to drive. I didn't want to work on the car. But that's another story. Yeah. But, you know. You know, the 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 side of that that, um, that people don't see is is the, the camaraderie, like you said. Yeah. You know, we'll go out on a racetrack, and you'll get mad at somebody for running you over or crashing sure. you. And you want to get out of the car and just beat this guy, you know, just <laughs> Senseless. put a pounding on him. <laughs> and then, you know, 15 minutes later, you're in the pits, and he's coming over asking if you can borrow parts to put his car back together, and you're helping him put his car back together to go back out on a racetrack. Yeah. It, then, it's, you know, we're kind of sick. I know. Then you go, <laughs> you know? wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm supposed to punch this guy in the nose. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, no, it's. You, know, you just, you learn to get over it, man. It's just, it's. 
You know, there's those guys that run into you every Saturday night. Yeah. You know, and there's those guys you never touch. Yeah. So and, and, and it, you, but it, that's, uh, that's how you learn how to race each and individual person you race differently. If they race exactly. you clean, you're going to race them clean. You race them clean. So yes, have absolutely. you always been on dirt? Did you ever go to asphalt? No, yeah, I actually ran. Um, I won most of my championships. I won at uh, Cajon Speedway. Driving uh, started off in a in a bomber stock and and won a couple championships. Moved up to street stocks. Um, that's that's kind of when I walked away mm-hmm. for for a little while until my son got old enough. You know, he started playing baseball and all, all that right. stuff, and and I went from driving a race car to coaching baseball. And and when he got to be about oh, 12 years old, he wanted to go racing. Yeah. So we uh, by then Cone was gone. Yeah. So the local track, the cheapest place to go race was Barona. Yeah. So we went back to Barona, and and uh, I drove an old street stock and put him in a in a dwarf car, and he drove a dwarf car at thirteen, which you weren't supposed to do back then. <laughs> and then at uh, I think either fourteen or fifteen, we put him in my street stock and built me a new car. Yeah. And it, uh, I think he won the rookie of the year first time out in the street stock, and the next year he won the championship. It, it didn't take him long before. Uh, to go from him chasing me to me chasing him. And, you know, that doesn't normally happen. You know, Richard Petty was the the best. Kyle Petty was the worst. Adam, <laughs> Adam. I mean, I got to just be honest, dude. I mean, I think Kyle, oh, yeah. Kyle will tell you that, too. And then Adam oh, Petty yeah. was the best. And, unfortunately, oh. we lost him. Dale Earnhardt yeah. was the best. Dale Earnhardt Jr., not so much. And nobody's, so nobody since then. If Carrie yeah. Earnhardt keeps racing, I keep telling him, get off the track. You know, you're just embarrassing yeah. yourself. But that's another story. Uh, Dirt, asphalt, choose. Yes. Choose. Oh, man. <laughs> They're so different. Um, the asphalt is all about precision. Yeah. You hit your mark every every single time. Yeah. You're off the gas. You're on the brakes at yeah. the same exact spot yeah. every single time. Yeah. You're chasing the car minutely. Yeah. Um, if the car's not right, you ain't got a chance. No. You can't carry the race car. No. On the dirt track, if that car's off a little bit, you can still kind of manhandle it around a racetrack and get it done. The the sliding around is is amazing. It's yeah. it's so much fun. It's you ballet. Know, to, to go, I call it ballet on dirt. I call it walking the nice edge. Yeah, <laughs> there's that too. Looking over. Hey, and just so you'll know, just so you know, I've known you longer than you think you I've known you because I used to sub for Tom McGrath at Cajon Speedway, oh, yeah. and I called the yes, race. That was the hardest job I ever did in my whole life because that guy <laughs> was a wizard. He knew your family. Mm-hmm. He knew everything oh, yeah. about you. And me, I mean, yep. I'm just some dumb guy up there just trying to fake it and have fun. But, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, once we get yeah. once we get uh, back opened up at KUSI, I'd love to get you and your boy down, bring the race cars down. Just oh, kind of give a little love back to the uh, – Give a little love back to the advertisers and go ahead. Rattle off who's who, who puts that car on the track. Uh, you know, we, we can't do it without all the help from Quality Powder Coating, uh, the Ball Auto Group, Corning Motorsports, uh, Clay Daily Motorsports with Twisted, um, AdFab, uh, Signs and Graphics, and, of course, all my guys and girls at SJ Towing and SJ Transport. You know, if it wasn't for all of those people – I'd be sitting in the backyard fishing in a swimming pool. I hear you, brother. They got the most beautiful tow trucks, man. I love tow trucks. I pass, well, thank you very much. I sir. passed that roll back the other day, red, white, and blue with the flowing, 
Dude, I would oh, honk. Yeah. I would honk, but they wouldn't know who in the hell I am because I'm always in a different car. But I love tow trucks. Well, you know what? You you got to honk anyway because you never know it might be me. So there, you, you never know. I, and you've seen my Toyota tow truck, haven't you? Oh yes, I love that tow truck. I remember when that tow truck was at Rose Toyota. I built it. That's my baby. I got it sitting in front of the there house. You go. I tried to put it. Oh, in the, I, I tried to put it in the tow truck museum back in Tennessee, but they turned their nose up because it was a Toyota. Well, what you need to do is you need to come down to my shop and check out my race shop and my shop. I do. Sitting in my shop is uh, a 1962 (gasps) Ford tow truck with a single cable winch on it, and we just finished it. It looks just like my father's tow truck did back in 1962. Let's put it on. Got his name on the door of it. Let's put it on. Let's put that on KUSI TV when we get opened up. You ready? I'm ready. That'll be great. I'm ready. All right, buddy. Hey, yep. always great talking to you. We got to do this more often. I'll sick Brittany Definitely. on you. You'll be in serious trouble. Okay. All Very right, good. Thank All you, right. sir. See you, you next. Uh, see you Happy coming. Day to everybody. See you coming Saturday. Uh, we're going to pack to Paris on Saturday. Oh, okay. Very good. Have fun. Tell we're Scott. Go run, the, run the high bank. Scott's coming on next. I'll tell him to look out for you. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Hey, and again, um, happy Mother's Day to you and yours. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. You too. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Scott Delosio's coming up. I kind of went over a little bit because he doesn't have anybody calling in, and he'll have to tap dance with me for uh, the next uh, segment. So hang in, folks. Scott Delosio's in the wings on FM. 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. The segment's brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. Fast half-mile dirt track up in Lake Paris, or in Paris, California, Lake Paris Road. Yeah, they're going to be running next weekend. So if you have not been, you need to put this racetrack on your map. Go to ParisAutoSpeedway.com. We got Scott Delosio on the line, and he'll give us a complete rundown as to what is going on next weekend. How you doing, Scott? Doing real good. I was listening to your interview with Keith a couple seconds ago, and about well, sometime last year, I was shipping a bunch of old racing papers to a customer. Mm-hmm. And get to El Cajon Speedway colors. I was flipping through, and there's Keith Altig. This is like the early 80s. <laughs> I know, I know. And he was in a bunch of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very good. And his son has done quite well as well. So, yeah, so they're both racing together. They kind of took a sabbatical uh, just before Cajon Speedway went away. You know, some career stuff, and his boys were playing. His boy was playing baseball. But, yeah, now they're back, and they're coming to visit you uh, next Saturday. Can't wait. Yeah, they always put on a good show. In fact, I think the last race we had for the Modifieds, Keith finished third or fourth, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was uh, last month. Yeah. And they both they both won at Paris, so it's always good to have them there. Right. And we had the Batman on from Night of Destruction uh, last week and uh, couldn't talk enough nice things about uh, Paris Auto Speedway. What a great night you guys had at the Night of Destruction. But that's always that's always a crowd pleaser. Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a purist with racing. Um, personally, I prefer sprint cars and modifieds yeah, and that. Yeah. But as far as family entertainment goes, I mean, that appeals to everybody, it seems like. Yeah, and you guys do such a good job. And I don't see anybody else really doing it. They've, You know, everybody else has just kind of let 
you guys do the night of destruction, which is fine because uh, the track's big enough and it, and the and it's, it's and it's exciting enough, and you do get a good car count. So, and are you guys excited? Yeah, we do. yeah are you excited about the car count so far this year? Yeah, so far, you know, just back, backtrack a little bit on night of destruction. Irwindale does them. Oh, um, I didn't know that. And for years, I've known Jim Naylor, promoter of the Ventura Raceway, for about 40 years. And past four or five years, I was kept trying to tell him, it's like, you want to get a big crowd in here, man, run Night of Destruction? No. I ain't doing that. I ain't going to do that. To heck with that. <laughs> well, he did it uh, 2019 um, one time, and the second time was a turnaway crowd. They sold out. See? See? I, I, well, you know yeah. what? It's just like back way, way, way back in the day when – you know, destruction derbies were heavy duty, and guys would come rolling up with a six car transporter, you know, with six cars on it, all specially prepared. Take all your money, load them back up, and go to the next racetrack. Yeah, I announced uh, Demolition Derby. God, it was in the nineties out at uh, Fairplex in Pomona, mm-hmm. and there was a guy there from Northern California with a station wagon who was just wasting everybody. Yeah. And they inspected the car after the race and found out he had rebar <laughs> under the bed of the station wagon. <laughs> yeah, because it probably didn't bend at all. No, yeah. all it bent was everybody, anybody who got in his path. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly right. So, what do you got? What's on the calendar for this Saturday? Uh, you know, we're back to our past car stock car shows mm-hmm. and IMCA modifieds, and this year. Uh, we, you know, it actually started last year. We had an anonymous donor went to Don and said, I want the um, street stocks, or started with the super stock to get $1,500 guaranteed no matter how many cars show up every race. Wow. So Don, you know, obviously gladly accepted. The drivers love it. We had our biggest super stock main event field in years, if not the biggest one ever at the last race last month. Well, that same guy called back, you know, Hold on a second. Stop that. He called back. Uh, dog's chewing up a blanket. He called back uh, later, and he said, you know, I want to do the same thing for the Modifieds. Wow. Then he called back again. He said, so we're giving the 1500 for the Modifieds, 1500 for the Super Stocks to win. He goes, every race, I want the Street Stocks to get 1000 to win. Jeez. And he called back. He added money to the Point Fund, and then he called back and says, you know, your factory stocks are always I'll, always been a trophy class i want to make sure they get some money so they're getting 500 dollars to win a factory stock 300 for second 200 for third so this guy has come in and really uh got everybody talking you know they're running for good money to win these races now well see and that's what's sad about an anonymous donor you know i think i know it's not about them but they need to be congratulated patted on the back and I mean, they need, they deserve the accolades, but I know 90% of the people that do this, they usually don't want any recognition. They just want to make, they just want to see good racing. Well, you know, the guy, uh, he's a former racer Mm -hmm. just a few years ago, removed at Paris, um, a guy, a famous last name, you know, down in history, guy's first name back in history, his name was Julius. I ain't going to tell you any more than that, but everybody should be able to figure it out from there. Yeah. Thank Um, the guy just, you know, he loves racing and he wants to see everybody have yeah. a good time doing it. And like I say, it, uh, that extra money, the super stocks was a great race. You know, everything was that great racing the whole night last time out mm-hmm. because the super stocks and the street stocks and the factory stocks, we added, we added laps. Every main event's now 25 laps. Those guys went green to checkered and raced. Um, 
you know, there was a couple yellows, I think, in the super stock race and then the modified race had a few crashes. Well, had a lot of crashes. Um, but, you know, those guys were out racing for it. And some of the guys got the point. It's like, can't win if I don't finish. Yeah, they finally figured it out. <laughs> some of the other guys are figuring, man, I'm going to win this race on the first lap. So, yeah. But that's, you know, that's part of racing. That's how it goes. Well, and it's pent, pent up racing. I mean, we haven't really raced in a year. So now these guys and girls are getting out there, and boy, all they know is, you know, pedal to the metal. No, exactly. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. These people haven't raced with us for since March 7th last year, God. and we've been through the cycle, you know, stock car show, sprint cars, night destruction already once. We're getting ready to start our second cycle. Yeah. Um, you know, they want to be back out there, and good news came just a few days ago, Um Ventura Raceways finally got the green flag, green light to open. Fine. And they're going to open on June 5th this year. Fantastic. Well, we'll have to get, uh, uh, what's his face to call in for sure? Jimmy Naylor. Yeah, get Jimmy to call in, and I'll give him a hard time about Night of Destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. I'm sure he's the biggest Night of Destruction fan in the world right now. Oh, I'm sure he uh, is. Right now, any kind of a fan is, is going to put, put, uh, any track on the map and it just it does seem like everything you know from the motorsports area is really coming back i know the tracks are still a little afraid to to announce attendance which is is totally understandable and i don't i don't ask and i won't uh but because i don't have to i mean the people are coming to the track they're being responsible uh and and we are seeing some great great racing Seeing some great racing, like you say, the enthusiasm is back. I got a call this morning from Ron Meyer, who is the promoter up at Mojave Valley Raceway in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, you know, asking me who I knew who could run an AMA flat track motorcycle race there next year during the biker run up in Laughlin. Because the track's about 20 minutes away from Laughlin. Sure. And what his season was supposed to, it's his season in Arizona. Basically, the racing season goes from February through May or June. Then it stops because of the heat right? and picks up again late August or September. Well, he was supposed to stop next Saturday. I'm talking to him today. He's actually added another race on the first half of the season because things are really going well there. Wow. That'll be awesome. Well, so it's boding well for everybody. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's great to be back. Uh, the track I grew up around in Michigan where I first 18 years, I spent every Saturday night there. Mm-hmm. Um, they just opened last last night for the first time since 2019. Oh, interesting. So places places are getting open everywhere. Uh, enthusiasm's up in the pits and in the stands as well. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, when, when, when you lose something and then get it back, <laughs> you realize, ooh, that wasn't good. I, I hate not having that. So now that it's back, everybody is supporting the heck out of it. You know, for me, it's like I've been telling people, it's like I got to the point last year where I was just complacent, sitting around, you know, mm-hmm. watching TV on Saturday night. Yeah, watching, oh, I, I watching hockey. Last year. Watching hockey. Watching ho- well, it's kind of hard to watch hockey in the middle of July unless it's a year like this. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and when I went back to, you know, I started this year announcing over Mojave Valley when uh, we or not replacing, but substituting for their announcer. And then I went to the dirt track Kern County Raceway and then uh, 
to Larry, the Thunderbolt Raceway, and it was all really cool to get back. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. It's like, man, I kind of miss this now, and I didn't realize I missed it. When I got back to Paris, that was really a, yeah. that was a big night. Well, I mean, that was such a special, special night because that's home. Okay, I, I got a business card for you. Scott Delosio, have Mike, will travel. Have Mike and have a checkbook. Well, of course, we got to have the. Check- <laughs> we got to get. We got to get the important part in. I was trying to get a job because we were shut down last night. I was trying to get a job last night and couldn't find one. Dang! But you know, it's kind of hard on Mother's Day weekend. A lot of tracks aren't open. Yeah, that's true. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. Let's have a great race next weekend. What times the gates open? Gates open at five p.m. First race at seven, and we want to be sure to wish all mothers out there. A very happy Mom's Day from everybody at Paris Auto Speedway. You got it, buddy. And same to you. And go over there and give that kid, give that little guy a, a cookie. And he'll quit eating that plate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give him something else for tearing up a blanket. <laughs> All right. Scott Delosio, Paris Auto Speedway, folks. Be there. Be square. All right. You're listening to FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic, 11370 North Woodside Avenue in Santee. Greg is now the owner. He runs the dyno and all the, the performance center at Certified Car Clinic. He's now taking over full time. You can't get better service. Take your car over there. or You better call him first because he's getting pretty stacked up, 619 444 7170 or just go to certifiedcarcare.net. Well, I got my good buddy. I haven't talked to him in a long time, Norm DeWitt. It's really not the greatest topic uh, for not talking to my buddy in such a long time, but we lost an idol uh, in the motorsport community, Bobby Unser. And Norm was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you were pretty close with uh, Bobby in the past. Well, you know, we certainly enjoyed each other's company, and I always had a standing offer to go to Albuquerque and hang out. But, uh, you know, he was one of the great characters in racing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, I mean, he has a resume like few others. He raced Formula One with BRM. He, um, and, you know, and he had some amazing stories of that, where when he went over there and found that the car was was uh, cavitating the water pump and showed him how to be able to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so he brought all the things he had learned in all the years at Pikes Peak in Indianapolis when he moved to, went to um, Formula One for a few races. And then he came, uh, you know, he won the Indy 500 three times. That's a pretty select group. Yeah. And he wasn't just a driver. I mean, he knew the cars inside and out because he worked on them. He built them. He did everything. He he used to tell, describe himself to me as a as a self taught engineer. Right. And he had he had a pretty low opinion of most engineers in motorsports. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember one time when we were sitting somewhere, and uh, we were talking for a few hours, and we traded business cards the next morning to, to stay in touch. And of course, I had to give him my my business card for the engineering firm I worked oh, for. Oh no. And he just looked at it, and he got this. He started to get this smirk, and then he just got this big smile. And it's like I hear he's been telling me how stupid engineers are for the last day. Well, you might have so. to agree with that comment. 
you know, knowing some engineers, not all engineers, but some engineers. Well, as uh, A.J. Foyt once told me, he says, it's monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> and that's true. It's true in Formula One as it is in uh, Indianapolis cars. Isn't that the Where truth? somebody sees what they think is a better mousetrap and they immediately start to build the clones. Yeah, and there's been some strange engineering feats at both F1 and Indy when you really stop and think about it. Oh yeah, and there's been some stuff that I would I sure as hell wouldn't put climb into. No, no, so, no. You know. no, 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 no. <laughs> what do you call it? The Delta Wing, the Turbine Car, the Terrell. Oh, the Turbine Car. Now, now we're talking the Grail. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be at Riverside when they brought those cars in '68, the Lotus Wedge Turbines. Yeah, the Lotus Fifty Six, and to be standing there while they're warm, starting that thing up in the morning. Good. God. With these alien sounds yeah. coming out of this car, yeah, it was just—it was literally thrilling. It was magical. The only thing I've ever seen it was close to it was the turbine car, was the um, Audi diesel. Oh, when it would go by, and all you'd hear was the gear whine. Yeah, that's all you could hear. No, I—I've yeah, been around them too, and oh my, it's just such an eerie. It's such an eerie sound. It's just, yeah, it's... Ew. Especially that first year. Yeah, I mean, it was just it, really alien. Yeah, really. So, that's, you a know. Good, that's a good analogy. So <laughs> how how old was uh, Bobby when he passed? You know? I think he was 87. So he lived and, a good um, life. So he had a good long run. I, 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 <clears throat> if I've got my numbers right, he won Pikes Peak overall 10 times. Oh, that's crazy. And if you've ever been up Pikes Peak when it was the either all dirt or dirt and asphalt before they paved the whole thing, mm-hmm. especially when it was dirt and asphalt. Jeez, because you had to, everything had to be a, such a compromised setup. Yeah, how do you set up a car for dirt and asphalt? It's 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 crazy. It's like giant compromises. It's <laughs> like setting up a motorcycle for the Isle of Man TT. Yeah. You know, half the track is is, is smooth as a, Billiard ball and half the track is, you know, it's 37 miles. Half the track is 160 mile an hour motocross course. Yeah. So, you know. And there's no room for error <laughs> on, either, on either one, Pikes Peak or the Isle of Man. There is absolutely no room for error. But, you know, Bobby was fooling around with a lot of things like bump steer to work on handling and things back in the mid 60s that. Mm-hmm. You know, he had Judd as his chief mechanic, and he had some brilliant people he was working with, and uh, he um, he definitely, it, there was a reason he was the fast eagle in 68. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And he was humble. He was a very humble individual as well. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ah, you know? I, just, I, mean, I want to just see if you're on. I just figured you needed a chuckle. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be Jose Le Garza. Oh, that's for sure. no, 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 no. When when he was driving for Bobby, I remember that had to basically be a crushing experience. So, you know, I mean, a soul-crushing experience. So, yeah. But, but Bobby was, you know, he was an American original. Yeah. He was one of the greats. And, um, you know, I mean, really one of the greats. He's, up, he's right there with the Floyd Andretti Mears oh. crowd. And, uh you know, I'll, I'll miss him because he was such a character. He's well, sitting there in his in the he's driving in an old Cadillac pace car at Indy. I don't know, seven, six, seven years ago, and he's sitting there fooling around. And he goes, "Norm, do you got to turn on the air conditioner in this thing?" And I said, 
No, I looked at him. I said, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> he just started laughing because this thing was a 30-year-old car. Sure. You know? Probably didn't even so, have air conditioning. Probably wasn't even going to work on that car. That's so funny. Well, you know, it was some weird exotic Cadillac thing, you know, pace car. Oh, yeah, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you you would have needed an instruction manual to figure it out. It's like hopping in a Tesla, and it's like, where do I start? Yeah, no so. kidding. I just was talking earlier. I had a Volkswagen ID4, and I couldn't figure out how oh. to start it or turn it off. And it come to find out, and I did it by accident, if you get have the key fob in your pocket, you get in the car, it starts. When you get out of the car, it turns itself off. Well, that's pretty good. I'll have to, I have a Volkswagen e-Golf. Oh. And uh, I'll have to check and see if mine does the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'll tell you one thing about that thing. I put on some Audi A6 rims Ooh. that are 8x18s and then put on the uh, Michelin Pilot Sports 4Ss. Oh, moly. Uh, yeah, Road and Track had an article uh, sometime during the during the uh, shutdown. And they were, this guy said his vision started walking out, and he knows he doesn't do that until it's over 1.1 Gs. And so he wired up his e-golf, and it was pulling 1.15 Gs. No kidding. Around this on-ramp. Well, they'll do it. I mean, I've, I've, you know, not that I want to see electric vehicles take over motorsports, but, man, talk about a performance vehicle. Jeez. You know, it probably lowers the center of gravity of the car by a full inch Easy. by having the battery pack in the floor right. and taking all the nose, a lot of the weight out of the nose. So, I mean, there are some, you know, it's, it's not all just a depressing thing. I mean, no. it can be a fun car. Without a doubt. So, hey, are they? do you know if they're going to be doing any tributes, anything at all? And if they ever, I, I don't remember, has anybody ever done a movie on Bobby Unser? I can't. I, I really don't know on that. He's certainly probably been in a few of them. But he but should have a movie or a book. A movie. Um, we've all seen On Any Sunday. Right. The famous Bruce Brown movie right. about motorcycling. And we lost one of the legends there, Dick Mann. He I passed know. away a week or two ago. And um, he was probably the greatest all-around motorcycle racer that this country's ever produced. Right. Yeah, I don't care if you're talking flat track, two-time right. winner at Daytona 500, the Daytona 200, and he rode in the international six-day trials. He rode motocross for BSA. He could do anything yeah. and do it well. Yeah, he surely could, man. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, I've had. Uh, you, you ever heard of Lars Larson? Absolutely. Well, he's been coming. He's been coming into the studio a couple of times, and that guy is a. Uh, Oot, let me tell you, him and Peter Starr. Lars is awesome. He was the second motocross. I think he was the, I think he was the, he was the first or second um, of the European motocrossers to come race in America. Right. Yeah, I th- I can't remember what it was either. And we, we've had him in Peter Starr. We've had um, God, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. But yeah, my co-host, she's real big into motorcycle racing. And her dad is, and they know all these guys. And I'm like a little kid in a candy store when they come walking in, you know. But they just talk like you and I, you know. They don't, you know, they don't think they're any anything big. But man, oh yeah, Lars lives here half the year. Yeah, he does. He loves it when he comes out. So he says, "Why well, come out? Could I come on radio?" I said, "Absolutely, you can come on radio." What are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's cool because you know one of my friends went to visit went with him, or actually flew to Sweden and was met, picked up at the airport by Lars. And took him to meet to see Arnie Kring and Jeez. Ben Auberg 
and all these great factory oh, yeah. Husqvarna World Championship riders of the yeah. 60s and 70s. He, and, won a, um, he won a senior race out of Glen Helen on a Husqvarna, what, a couple months ago. So he's still riding. And Marty well, Tripe. Yeah, Marty Tripe. wonder, we're talking about one of the great originals. He's light up. He's, you know, he's in that Torsten Hallman class. I you know. know. Hey, we got to get you back on more often, buddy. So I got to go now, but it's great talking to you. And thank you very much for taking time out of your day and filling the fans up with a little uh, Bobby Unser stories. Makingitfaster.com. Bobby helped me with both of those books. All right, folks. And if you want to read a great book, those are it. I've read them both. Thanks, buddy. Take care and have a good one. See you. Bye. All right. We're going to have to take a break. Gun show coming up next. And don't forget, 800-540-2149 if you want to update your grocery This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.